the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And welcome to Friday, our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And, man, it is time to get that wealth insurance. Uh, signs, 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 everywhere, signs of the great demise coming. Gold's up 15 right now, 16.75. Silver's up 15 cents, uh, 19 and a quarter. Uh, the Dow is, it's treading water right now. Uh, Eurozone inflation hits double digits. The Fed's favorite inflation gauge, hotter than expected. We got that and so much more. Uh, but Jason, it's kind of going to be a unique day uh, at the in the next segment. Uh, we're going to have Tim Moody joining us. Uh, the, the, he's from uh, Breaking Battlegrounds, a show that's on 1360 that we play uh, Monday through Friday in the evening. He's also from Saving Arizona. Uh, and he's going to have uh, inform everybody of the you know these democratic policies and all these things. And uh, Tim Kelly here, if we're going to take the the Senate back, uh, one of the key races is this one here in Arizona. So Jason, he's going to join us in the next segment uh, for for a few minutes. But man, there's a lot of things going on uh, all over the place. Russia now officially say, uh, annexing that Donbass region as part of as part of Russia now, saying, "Hey, this is Russian territory." Essentially, trying to redraw the world map. Inflation's raging everywhere. Uh, pension funds in trouble. I mean, it's just a crazy time. Yeah, and it. Uh, I think this is. Probably not nearly as bad as it, it'll probably get crazier and worse as as we move into the rest of this year and next year, Joe. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be here to report it because uh, I think the inflation's got a long way to go, and that's just going to cause all kinds of other problems uh, all all across the world. Yeah, and just uh, the retail reports of uh, face. Well, I guess Facebook's not retail, but. Facebook, uh, they, they announced a hiring slowdown. That slowdown has now turned into job cuts, a, a t- complete hiring freeze uh, for Meta. And, and the, you know, the, the fancy word for layoffs, we're, we're evaluating uh, all levels of the company. Lyft uh, announcing the same thing, an immediate stop. Uh, to, to all hiring at Lyft. We had bad numbers out of Nike today. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, down 20, sales were down 28%. So, Jason, we're starting to build here. We haven't seen it yet in jobs, but sure looks like uh, there's momentum here. At least uh, hiring looks like it's at least stopped if the firing hasn't begun yet. Right. Uh, it, one of the numbers you've been reporting is uh, lower expected hiring for the holiday season. So I, d- I don't know how the, the holiday hiring season is going to affect these 
numbers uh, for what the Fed's going to do coming into the next few months. I mean, that could be kind of a difficult situation. If there is hiring for the holidays, Joe, do, does that count or doesn't it, you know? Yeah, and again, uh, 80%, according to the Federal Reserve, they, you know, they do these studies. and uh, Apparently, they were reaching out to CFOs, and they, they, they said that 80% of firms expect cost pressures to persist into next year, uh, essentially saying just what we've been saying. Hey, all these CFOs are saying more inflation is still to come, Jason, which just means these rates got to go higher, which puts more pressure on equities, puts more pressure uh, on jobs. It really uh, just takes money out of people's pockets. Yeah, it puts more pressure on everybody. That's just what inflation does. It's theft. And uh, the fact that we're at this place in time where this inflation is this big uh, should have never happened. I mean, we, we have the history, Joe. The whole entire century, the 1800s, there was essentially no inflation. So if they, they pretend like this is something that happened out of their control, I, I, I do not fall for that. Yeah, how about this news out of China this morning? Uh, Reuters is now reporting that China has told all of its state-owned banks to get ready to sell dollars and buy renminbi uh, to prop up their currency. Uh, so, so Jason, this is another escalation of, of foreign governments that have large amounts of treasuries. Uh, the Chinese government now telling its bank, hit the sell button. Who's going to buy them, Joe? <laughs> who's, who's, who's buying all this stuff? Who's Who's got the billions of dollars? Because when China and Japan start selling, they sell them by the fifty to one hundred billion dollars at a time, sort of situation. Yeah, and again, it is getting really, really interesting. Uh, obviously, in the last couple of days after uh, the crisis, the currency crisis in the EU, uh, there, there's bad people running into the bond markets, you know, for quote unquote safety. Uh, but Jason, the overwhelming supply of it is really starting to weigh here, especially if all of these other countries and all of these other currencies start to fight back against the dollar. Uh, because let's face it, when your currency weakens, that makes inflation worse. I mean, the Eurozone just came out with a 10% inflation print today. Yeah, you know, and one thing I'm thinking about, Joe, is, is during the 08 housing crash, uh, when 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 banks and countries were buying uh, those bonds, those treasuries back then, the, the ten year ones are, are kind of expiring at this point now. So so maybe maybe they've got some sort of plan to, for that. You know, they keep talking soft landing. Well, maybe because all those ten year ones are, are from back in 2010, 11, 12, 13, and so on. Those are expiring. So so yeah, maybe they, were expiring. Think, yeah, good yep. point. Yep. So, so expiring at half of a percent. Now they've got to buy them. At, at, at 4% gets a lot more expensive, doesn't it? Patriot Radio, Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to be back after the break. Uh, for Tim, Tim Moody's going to be joining us, Saving Arizona. Welcome back here, Joe and Jason. And we've got uh, Tim Mooney joining us here uh, from Saving Arizona. And, and, and Tim... You, you guys are getting ready to uh, release a, a, an infomercial here in, in Arizona exposing the voting record of Mark Kelly. Oh. Do we have Tim? I mean, uh, hang on one second. He is not there, Joe. Oh. 
Well, I guess we won't have them then. So, oh, okay. Uh, just uh, really quickly, just to let you know what they that what they've got going on for everybody uh, on the CW sixty one uh, in Metro Phoenix Saturday, uh, October first and October eighth from eleven thirty to noon, and Sunday, October second and ninth from six to six thirty. Uh, by the way, those in Tucson can catch it uh, from 7.30 to 8 and 3.30 to 4 on the 1st and 10.30 to 11th on the 8th. But uh, just uh, Mark Kelly's voting record, obviously, Jason, Arizona, one of those battleground states, uh, to see if the Republicans can uh, take back the Senate uh, right now. If you want to believe the polls, uh, looks like uh, Kelly's ahead over Masters, but Check it out, guys. you got to be educated on what these guys are really up to. But, Jason, getting back to the data coming out today, Chicago PMI uh, plunged into contraction. It now joins the New York uh, uh, Fed Index, the, the Philly Fed Index. Now the Chicago uh, PMI down to 45.7. And the, 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 that's one of those numbers where 50 is flat. Anything below 50 is contraction. Uh, so it went from 50, 51.8 to 45, so a pretty big drop. And, and really, new orders fell at a faster pace. Empo- employment fell. Uh, inventories rose. So that, that's that horrible scenario, right, where orders slowed down. Uh, I slowed down the hiring, yet I got all this inventory, Jason. Yeah, that's right, Joe. And and uh, j- just for the guest that if if he's listening and you want to try back in there, hopefully maybe we can get a text to him and get him on a little later in the show. Just just try back in. I think there's just a little snafu, but but yeah, you're right, Joe. There's you know this is uh these are things we need to look at and and uh, be aware of. Uh, lo- love doing the gold and silver shows because when you when you see all this market uh, craziness, uh, what's it getting ready to unfold? It just makes me feel a lot. Uh, a sense of, of security that you know I've got I've got something sitting aside that I don't have to worry about all this stuff that's going on. Yeah, look at the eurozone today. Inflation now ten percent. Uh, that was above forecast. So uh, Jason's been speculating, right? We're going to get that inflation data here in a couple weeks, and and Jason, you're telling everybody, listen. Be worried about a miss to the high side, right? And, and, and a miss to the high side means, hey, the Fed may have to get even more aggressive. I don't know uh, if that's going to happen, but if the Eurozone is any, any indication, uh, that could very well be. Uh, they were expecting 9.7. It came in at 10%. And really, Jason, everything, every. You know, they, they do the same tricks we do. Well, take out this, take out that, core this and that. Everything was above expectation in the Eurozone. And then to make it worse, we actually had some inflation data out here as well. And that one came in hotter than expected. This is the, the Fed's favorite inflation indicator, right? This is, in other words, the indicator that actually doesn't track inflation came in hotter than expected. Uh, According to the Federal Reserve, uh, it was up three-tenths. They were expecting it to be, or I'm sorry, up two-tenths, far above 
the two-tenths of a percent decline they were expecting, Jason. That's how inflation works. I, I, you know, uh, people don't expect uh, what it is and what and how, or how severe it can be. You know, you, you think everything's going to be normal. You go, go to the grocery store, you do all these things, Joe, that are, is your normal part of life, and you just expect things to, to always kind of somewhat be the, you know, similar to the same. But in, inflation is one of those things where you don't really – most people just don't really get it until it's like just on top of you and it happening right on your head. And that, that's why, you know, this inflation numbers, you got all these guys on Wall Street and on the, the television stations and, you know, yakking about this and that and making predictions. But you know, we, we have history to show us, you know, how severe that inflation really can get, you know. And, 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 it, and when it hits these, like the Weimar Republic, uh, we, we know that uh, people aren't expecting, oh, it's not going to be that bad and, until suddenly you have a wheelbarrow full of cash to go buy something and the wheelbarrow is worth more than the stack of cash that's in it. So uh, nobody wants to think that, it, that we could go there or that the world is going there, you know? And I don't know if we're going to have hyperinflation, but Joe, to me, I don't see why there's any indication that this is not going to get worse. Uh, why is there, is there any indication it's not going to get worse? I haven't seen anything that says it's going to get better soon. I keep looking. And, and again, you look at the what they call the PCE. Uh, this came in at 6.2%. Uh, they were hoping it would be 6%. So, right, that's two-tenths hotter. Uh, the, the core PCE, that's the Fed's favorite number, by the way, that came in at 4.9%. Jason, they were hoping, and I say hope, because there was nothing really in the data outside of cheaper gasoline prices that would warrant that. That that was two percent. They were hoping for four seven. It came in at four point nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 month over month was up three tenths, and they were hoping for a one tenth percent drop. And again, th- this kind of just signals, hey. Everything is still getting more expensive despite the Fed's best efforts. Exactly, Joe. Uh, I think our guest is coming in, but before the right, but just before that, Joe, uh, just what do you think now the CPI might look like uh, in a couple of weeks? Uh, you know what? It's going to be above eight. Yep. Uh, I, eight and a half is that's going to be, be, I think it's eight and a half is going to dictate whether they go uh, big on that, uh, that rate hike. Yeah, eight and a half will not be a good number. Anything eight and a half or higher, not a good number. But I think the the hope of it being below eight, I think, may be gone. Uh, I think we've got Tim now, uh, Tim Mooney from Saving Arizona. Tim, I apologize. Uh, I'm Joe, my partner, Jason. We had a few technical difficulties. Uh, Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Hey, great to be with you guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. And, and Tim, your group, you've got uh, a a big uh, slate of infomercials coming out for Arizonans uh, so they can uh, see Mark Kelly's voting record. Obviously, uh, him and Blake Masters, a a very contested race for the U.S. Senate. Yeah, look, this is a very important race. Uh, This race will probably make the difference on who's in the majority. Uh, And that critical first vote... Uh, when you get to the United States Senate, of who are you going to be voting for, for the Senate Majority Leader? Um, and that is the that is the critical vote, uh, because all else to catch from that. Mark Kelly's voting record in Washington, D.C. is 94% with the Biden administration. If you think the Biden administration is doing a good job, you're going to like Mark Kelly. Uh, 
If you think the Biden administration is doing a bad job, there's no reason in the world why you should be voting for Mark Kelly. Where did Mark uh, Kelly stand on, on hiring all these IRS agents and all that? I'm sure he's voting with the uh, with the Biden administration. He has, and this is uh, the IRS agents is really amazing uh, tale to be, to be told. Right now, there are seventy nine thousand employees at the IRS. Now, that's twice as many as are in the Coast Guard. Uh, uh, trying to, to monitor 95 miles of shoreline. That is four times more than our, on the, uh, border and the, the border patrol, which Mark Kelly voted to reduce the number of agents there. But we're going to go from 79,000 IRS agents and add an additional 87,000 more. And those IRS agents are about one thing, finding more money. And so, I'm sure they've got one just for you, uh, and that's where that is a huge difference. I mean, that's going to just do nothing but cause havoc among small businesses, or if you're an independent contractor, if you're a one guy plumber, guess what? IRS is going to come knocking on your door. Yeah, this is definitely the small business guys are going to be a, a primary target, and same with the those middle class uh, and upper middle class voters. They're going to be targeted as well. Uh, not to mention, listen, the Biden administration, Janet Yellen's been out talking about the need to raise taxes, and you you can just guarantee that Kelly's going to be voting for those tax increases as well. That's exactly right. Look. The, he is in lockstep, lockstep with Biden, lockstep with Chuck Schumer. Here's my question. He votes 94% of the time with Chuck Schumer. Why does New York get three U.S. senators? Because that's, in essence, what Mark Kelly is. He's, he's the New York senator. He's not an Arizona senator because he's voting in lockstep with Chuck Schumer. And that's for nothing but bigger government, more intrusive government, more costly government, less efficient government. Well, so where do we people think so. go? It takes more than 30 seconds to go over the voting record for Mark Kelly. We don't want to see 30-second TV ads. We're, doing, we're taking a half hour, 30 minutes, to go through the voting record of Mark Kelly and expose exactly why and where he has been in total lockstep with this administration and, and look at what it, it has wrought. So starting tomorrow, October 1st, Saturday, it will be on CW61 in the Metro Phoenix area starting at 11.30 tomorrow morning until 12, and again on October 8th, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, and on Sunday, October 2nd and October 9th, between 6 and 6.30, a half an hour going through systematically. This is what Mark Kelly is all about. Forget what he says in Arizona. What does he do in Washington, D.C.? And what he does in Washington, D.C. is back up every single day, the Biden administration and their higher taxes, higher inflation, bigger government, more IRS agents, less on the border, straight down the line. And, Tim, like you said, this isn't, uh, you know, a 30-second info uh, uh, commercial, uh, ad commercial. This is this is 30 minutes where you go really in-depth and really truly lay out the facts of what this guy's voting for. That's exactly right. Because you know what? How he votes in the United States Senate makes a difference for your family and for your bank account and your retirement and your kids' future. Did you know, for instance, that when Mark Kelly had the, uh, the vote 
about whether fact, federal tax dollars go into education should go to teach critical race theory in kindergartens and grade schools? Where was he? He was in favor of that, teaching critical race theory to kindergartens and grade school. Did you know on abortion? He is in favor of abortion right up until the moment of birth. There are only seven countries in the world who stand for that. He is, he is every bit as radical left as you can imagine. Tim, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, all of our listening audience, uh, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, October, Saturday, October 1st and October 8th, uh, CW61 from 11.30 to noon. Uh, they're going to break down Mark Kelly's voting record. They're going to do it again Sunday, October 2nd and October 9th from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, get educated. Know what these people are voting for because we know how it is. And, and all these politicians, they say one thing, and then they get up to Washington, D.C., and, and all of a sudden they're voting for all these things they told you they were never going to. Find out the truth before you cast your votes. Uh, Tim Moody from Saving Arizona, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, guys. Good Friday to you. Jason and I, we're coming right back with more with the Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. Jason, just things are escalating here. Russia today annexing uh, that Donbass region uh, of Ukraine, uh, now considering it part of Russia. Uh, Ukraine has applied for a, a emergency NATO membership. Uh, the Russians have also squarely pointed the finger at you know, the uh, Nord Stream pipelines. Uh, Russia today, uh, Vladimir Putin says, America did it, and everybody knows they did it. I don't know that anybody who did it. I'm just right. right. Yeah. I'm not saying that. That's <laughs> who, who what knows? He's saying. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, anytime someone goes out there and uh, in, in in the public eye and starts pointing fingers uh, nowadays, Joe, it's like I, I'm. I just the first thing I think is, well, I might just have to wait a little longer until uh, some some actual information comes out. And even then, are we ever going to know, Joe? Well, yeah. Why Why is this going to be one of those things that seemingly uh, we'll never know who did it? Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Reuters is reporting that sources within OPEC are going to cut oil production on October the 5th. Uh, that is when they end their meeting. They have meet, OPEC meetings starting on Monday. Uh, but on October 5th, they're expecting up to 1 million barrels a day of oil production being cut by all, uh, and OPEC and Reuters is saying there appears to be clear agreement among amongst all OPEC numbers on this production cut. Yeah, because that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, pipelines blow up, so we're going to cut production. <laughs> they didn't even factor that in, I guess, right, Joe? Right? I mean, again, all of this stuff, you know, I had some guy uh, called in and said, well, hey, Germany reported, and it's a little old now, but they reported they had 85% of their normal gas storage. And, and isn't that good? And I'm like, no. no. Uh, first of all, uh, these, these are the problems. That is decades-low inventory. 
They paid huge prices for it. Obviously, as we see uh, the Eurozone inflation at 10%. And now the problem is they blew up a pipeline uh, when they report, at least when they first reported that 85%, Nord Stream 1 was at 40% capacity, got cut to 20% capacity. Now it's at 0% capacity. Uh, and the problem is, is now when it gets cold, that first real big cold snap, because inventories are so low, you know, it's at 80 or 85 percent. That's that's a huge difference. People don't. Well, that's pretty good. Nah, it's a big difference uh, when that 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 gas starts being drawn down. You're going to get bigger spikes in price because the traders are going to be like, man, we don't have inventory. What if we run out? We gotta, we gotta make it even higher so they don't run out. That's the whole point, right, Jason? They'll set the price as high as it needs to be so they don't run out. Yes, that's correct, Joe. And, and we know there's a, a major change economically coming to the world in the months or even the next years to come. And uh, every time they've done this, the, the world has to be living in some sort of fear or some sort of worry or some sort of uh, situation. So that they can move it there. So I mean, all the, the only pipelines blow up. We're still going to cut. That just sounds like they're going to make this situation for, to come to fruition, Joe. We just don't know the timing. So it's it's ridiculous. It's, it would, let's just take it this way. Joe and I are selling gold, and we're doing. You know, we like to, we like to sell as much as we can. And and some big competitor uh, uh, in Colorado here just completely shut down. Well, Joe and I, we don't. We don't Oh, I guess we have no interest in picking up those customers, Joe. We'll just we'll just run away from those customers. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what what you just said on the air, Joe. Yeah, and, and again, uh, part of the plan, right? It, it seems a, a little bit strange to. And now, again, I know you can't substitute oil for natural gas. You know, if you got a, a natural gas plant, it needs natural gas. Uh, but 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 once again, uh, you know, just think about where OPEC's at, and, and they're like, "Hey, we've got inflation here too, right? We we everything costs more here too. We need more more dollars for oil. We need oil to be ninety, a hundred, a hundred plus dollars a barrel uh, to make ends meet. So we're gonna we're just gonna cut production and kind of almost, you know." Man, remember back in the day that Eric used to talk about it all all the time, the $22 price ban. Uh, when oil got above $22, OPEC would pr uh, produce more. When it got below $22, they would cut. Essentially, what OPEC is saying today is, hey, the new price ban, $90. Right? If, if prices are below $90, we're going to cut oil production. Yep. I mean, I mean, Joe, we were, uh, we think we lightly mentioned it yesterday that, or maybe it was when we were on the phone while, and I was like, look, you know, the, the, the oil price per barrel is in the 80s, you know, or it's even tried to dip into the 70s. Uh, but the, uh, the, the gas prices, and you said in Arizona, look how they're going up. And I was like, oh, it sure, sounds, sure seems like a silver where, uh, uh, the, the silver uh, spot price is this low number, but everyone has to pay thirty, thirty-five dollars now to get their hands on it. Uh, sure, seems like uh, that something really strange is going on there, Joe. Yeah, and, and again, all of these things that that we're we're watching here, 
just make this thing as we talk about where is inflation going, Jason? And and I, it's so hard. How do you say it's going lower? I don't know how. Exactly. It, uh, uh, you just the numbers you were to mentioned earlier uh, on the show, and, and uh, I've been. I, I look at that CPI number because to me that seems like the one that uh, that gets the most traction that the most people seem to react to, and. Uh, I really, I mean, it's coming in a couple of weeks here in October, and if that comes in eight five or eight seven or nine one, uh, and Joe, Joe was talking about how a, a half a percent rate hike is is kind of on the on the uh, on the dinner plate, so to speak. There's no way. There's no way it'll be a half a point. If it, now, if it comes in at like seven nine, Joe, or seven seven seven, you know, however they however they want to present that number, then I can see that half point. I can see that because they'll they'll claim that they're they're in the right direction, but. Sure doesn't look like it's going there, Joe. Sure looks like it's just going to be a lot more pain to come, and and they're going to keep on. So is this kind of like pulling the bandaid off slowly, right? So CNBC, get this: they're talking about rents in the largest cities, uh, and and what's happening. Uh, they they said, ready for this? Rent fell for the first. It's the first price drop in. Almost a year, it was a whopping $10, $10 a month. And they said, by the way, uh, that's an outlier. Get ready for rent prices to, to continue to go higher well throughout 2023. And, and, and saying that they expect rent prices to grow up to another 8.5% next year again i don't know where the lower inflation comes from pictorado news hour we'll be back after the break 800-951-0592 pictorado news hour joe and jason gold's up another 14 dollars today uh 1674 silver's up almost 16 cents 1930 the dow just went negative again jason we're starting to see Gold and Wall Street separate here over the last few days uh, where they've been in this pattern where if, if Wall Street was down, gold was down, and, and we've been in this pattern for about the last six months. The last few days, it's starting to go the other way as all of these things start breaking and, and I think we're going to be setting ourselves up here uh, for that run. We've been waiting for this gold run to close out the year. Uh, I think it's starting to happen uh, right now. $20 gold pieces. I'm going to put them on sale today at 2050 But if we get a close above 1670 that's a that's a technical support level. We close above that. That sets us up to go back to that 1700 range. And, Jason, we know once we cross 1700 $20 gold pieces are going to be $2,100 plus. Yeah, not to mention the premiums aren't coming down. So that, uh, no. that just makes it more difficult. No, that's another good point. The premiums almost every day now continuing to rise. So $20 gold today, 2050 So let, let, let's just break down uh, Jason's theory that CPI is going to be hotter than people think. The number one item in CPI is housing. Okay, this what they call rent equivalent. It's actually not even housing. It's it's a bogus number, but this is what they use rent equivalent. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, 
they expect year-over-year price growth in this rent equivalent to go from 5.8%, which was what they were saying the number was in June, to 8.4% by May of 2023. So that's like a, what, almost a 30% increase And that is by far the single biggest item in CPI is that number. And according to the Dallas Federal Reserve, this number is going to get much worse. Mooney Analytics is out saying they expect rents to grow between 5 and 7% between now and May of next year. Yeah, that that definitely bodes for uh, for higher inflation. Uh, however, I mean, I, I, we do know housing prices, actual prices are are coming down in many areas. Uh, but you just mentioned that the rents are higher, and they get that they get well, that housing number from saying, flat mm-hmm. out. You read the article. You know what? Here's what they say, Jason. To your point, uh, interest rates keep going higher, which means makes these monthly payments unpayable. Uh, people can't afford the mortgage payment, so they're going to be forced to rent. Correct, and then the way they get that number is that the one where they uh, they ask homeowners what they rent it out for is is it that number is how they yes. so yes I yes. think homeowners are still going to say hey it's it's more but I mean how how severe will that number be man? so maybe they might catch a break on that one Joe we'll see we'll see but but again these are indicators now and we've kind of reached the stress point haven't we I think so another right we're we're seeing hey. The Fed's raising rates is now causing markets to break. And this is why I think all of a sudden we're seeing gold separate, right? The Dow's falling, but yet gold continues to rally. Uh, This has been different than in the past. They're talking now about coordinated efforts. The other central banks making coordinated efforts to, to <coughs> slow uh, the increase of the dollar. Drop. Look at the Eurozone, 10% inflation. How can Europe not raise rates by, I mean, obviously they should be raising it 2 or 3%, but at least by 1% based on that number today. Yeah, Joe, I think you're right. And, and uh, market's breaking. I, think, I guess there's different ways of looking at it, too, because, uh, you know, I, I – I remember having like a, a glass I used to like to drink out of, and then uh, came out of the dishwasher had that crack in it. But I was like, ah, I could I could still drink out of that thing. You know, it's it broke, but it's 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 still usable. I, I kind of feel like that's where our markets are. They're breaking. They really should be replaced with something better. But until the whole thing sh- <clears throat> shatters from dropping off the table or something, uh, you know, it's, we're just going to live with a lower a lower standard of markets and, and a higher cost and inflation and then the higher rates. It's, uh, Joe, on a normal year, a decade or two decades ago, this stuff would be really, really bad. But because right. what we've gone through with the, the housing market and what looks like is still coming at us, I think people are just accepting all of these bad things and just trying to move on. Well, we're getting some more data here. Remember, earnings season is just a couple of weeks away, and I told you we're going to start getting all these pre-announcements. Right, first we heard from Nike, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Now we're hearing from Rent a Center. Uh, the the crashing right now. They've pulled guidance. They said a complete collapse of economic conditions. They're saying it's so bad uh, Americans can't afford to rent any longer 
uh, and rent the center says it needs to pull guidance. Their stock now down over 20%. Uh, and Jason, they, they've made significant cuts to what they expect earnings to be and significant cuts to what they expect revenues to be. And I think we're going to start seeing this in earnest next week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm wondering how many of their items are coming back permanent. You know, <laughs> it is Rent-A-Center, right, Joe? Uh, so I, they may they may have people uh, uh, basically not paying because I I know how that works, right? If you can't pay for it, you just turn you just turn it back into them. So uh, I wonder I wonder uh, how that's going to affect uh, the, you know the the cost of renting it to the next guy because if the first guy can't rent it and then they get more of the stuff back, obviously, well, I guess better lower. They might have to lower their prices, huh, Joe? Yeah, I, I, you know, and again. Uh, we'll see how this plays out because, you know, I always just go to, uh, and I've been saying it now all week, it's all about jobs now. How bad this thing gets is all about jobs. Uh, gold up here, like I said, it's almost 16.75. The Dow is now down 100 points. Uh, it was up over 100 points a few minutes ago. Final segment of the week coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. twenty dollar liberties on sale today at two thousand fifty. I mean, we started the week uh, at nineteen ninety five, and, and now uh, here at that technical sixteen seventy level, Jason, we 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 close above that level. Uh, that puts us back at that, you know, 1700s, the next target, uh, which really isn't that much of a technical number, more of a psychological number. Uh, but at that price, we know, right? We know now that, you know, back, back above $2,100, we go, uh, with gold. And it just seems like we're in this, this big feedback loop. Uh, China, uh, following Japan, right? Japan, we're selling treasuries to protect the yen. China ordering its banks sell treasuries to buy the renminbi. Uh, England, the UK, did the, that's what they had to do, right? They did, did the same thing. They started buying their own treasuries to, to try to keep uh, their currency from collapsing. And, and at the same time, the Federal Reserve is supposed to be selling treasuries. Yeah. <clears throat> who's going to buy it all, Joe? <laughs> Who's going to buy it all? When the liquidity dries up, I think the U.K. gave us a real good example. Guess who's going to get punished first? In the U.K., right? Pensions. And their system and our system, right? We learned our banking system from them. Uh, Pensions right now, if you got pensions out there, I'm not feeling so great. I'm not telling you, hey, don't panic, but again, this is what was happening in Europe. The, the pension funds, by design, are hold a lot of treasuries, and when those yields shoot up, that's not good for them. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, uh, you know, these things, <clears throat> and I don't know where, what the, where the retiring cycle is, but it seems like they've got these cycles of when people are a large amount of them are retiring, Joe. So uh, why do I get the feeling we're moving into one of those uh, time frames uh, where... Uh, you know, it's funny you brought that up. I didn't even think about it. You know, we've been on this cycle for about seven or eight years, right? The baby boom cycle. Yep. This year, I didn't even think about it. This year, the cycle grew. In other words, more people uh, retiring this year than in the previous seven or eight years during the start of the boom. And, and is it coincidence or not? We, we, we've got the worst equities market and uh, going back to the financial crisis as the largest number of people start retiring. Well, I, you know, how, why do I get the feeling a lot of them are like, mm, maybe I'm not retiring. 
<laughs> you know, like that George Carlin piece we played, uh, which is different than this, but a little bit. But he's like, oh, and then they're coming for your Social Security. They want their money back, right? They're coming for your pensions. They want their money back. That's what it feels like always when it comes to retirement money like that, Joe. And, and that's really uh, a good way of looking at it. It, it. It's a little simplistic, but it's true. Uh, and, again, you know, I highlight uh, Janet Yellen out there. You know, of course, she was uh, telling us, remember, go big. She was like, oh, yeah, let's borrow all kinds of money because it's free. Yeah, well, it's almost free. Of course, it's not free now. And so now what's her suggestion? I, hey, we got to raise taxes. Right, we're, we're, here we are, everybody with an IQ higher than room temperature knows we've got runaway inflation, we're in a recession, and it's getting worse, and, and, uh, it's, and her brilliance is raise taxes. Right, and with the dollar this strong, Joe, and we, did, we didn't cover it again today, uh, it sure looks attractive to just sell all your stuff off and just, and just buy dollars with it. And why do I get the feeling about the time that everybody decides, well, I'll just hold it in cash, then the dollar goes tumbling down uh, here in the near future. Well, right, Joe. That, that's what that's what people are worried about is a coordinated effort, uh, possibly for all these other countries saying, "Hey, we got to save ourselves," uh, which means an all-out assault on, on the U.S. dollar. Could happen. It's crazy to think about, but this is the situation the whole world's in. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.